Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, uh, Luke Gazdick joining us then at Inside Sports, back as a regular contributor for a, a second season here. And uh, Adam Ernie played last night. I, I we'll see more of him, and maybe we'll see him with some different line mates. Uh, we had Brandon Sutter play on Sunday. Uh, Gagne's in town on a PTO, but we're not going to see him in the preseason. He'll probably wind up uh, on some kind of a contract with Bakersfield. But the whole process of the PTO, you've been through it. Uh, tell me about it. Did you did you enjoy it? Did you find it nerve-wracking? Uh, like, tape me through that process for you. No, it's terrifying, man. I think... Uh... <laughs> I did my my PTO. I basically had nothing. I, I was in a very similar p- position, I, I'm sure, as a lot of these guys were and are. Um, you know, the Sutters and the er- Ernie, who got his pretty late. Uh, talked to former Oilers coach Dallas Eakins, and he was down in Anaheim, and I was back home in Toronto skating with a junior team. And I said, I, I just need I need a foot in the door. I need I need a helping hand. Just give me a chance. Let me let me show them that I'm still in shape. And uh, it worked out for me. Uh, I ended up signing an American League deal with the Gulls. But it's the alternative, I think, in your mind of if you get cut after two, three, four, five days, whatever it is, you're just going back, right? Like. It's 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 all or nothing, and I think you can use that as a positive too. Is like I'm not going back. Like burn the boats. I'm gonna I'm gonna show these guys that you know uh, that they're gonna have to make a hard decision on me. But it, it is a bit of a nerve wracking position because you really don't have much on the table, and you're putting all your eggs in one basket. But I'll tell you what, I think the guys on PTOs. I know it's only been through two games, and I really haven't watched much of the you know inner squad or, or practices or anything like that. But Pop Brandon played well on Sunday. I think Adam's been been good. They've been ex- exactly kind of what they're looking for in in a checking role. So it's always nice to to see and hear good storylines too, and and to watch guys with their backs up against the wall turn it into contracts. So it'll be a fascinating race. And I know you said gags too. I'm I'm really pulling for gags, and I know we won't see him for a bit, but it'll be a fascinating uh race to see coming down the, the stretch here in preseason do, do you what, what do you think of Sutter going through the process of having not played for two years like how give me some context for how difficult you think that is oh man I, I can't even imagine kudos to him for even getting back in shape and in the first place and getting back in game shape. It's one thing getting on the ice and skating with teams and um getting on a treadmill and you know getting your cardio back up but he didn't look out of place at all. I thought uh, when he played, he was skating well. You know, finished a couple of his checks. Uh, but I mean, it's not an easy position. I remember, um, you know, being off for that long as well, and even thinking it in my mind. I was having second thoughts even when I retired. Kind of before that, being like, "Is this the right thing?" Um, just those last minute thoughts, but. I was like, there is absolutely no chance I could get back on a professional ice surface and, and compete with these guys. Um, so kudos to him for for even getting himself back in shape, especially after the problems that he went through were lung-related and medical. Um, so so kudos to him. I, like I said, man, I love good stories and, and hoping for the best for Brandon. If it doesn't work out in Edmonton, maybe someone else is watching around the league. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the PTO guys can go anywhere, as we found out with uh, Chris Versteeg a few years ago. So the Oilers roster is fairly set, however. So whether it's a PTO or not, I, I mean, you know, Lavoie is, is trying to stick on the team and the the PTO guys, like there's kind of that one forward spot. What? But in, 
the, the owners have come a long way. I mean, you remember some of the teams you played on. It's like, holy crap, like everything's up for grabs, right? The team was last place yeah. last year, you know? Yeah. So what's it like? What's that competition like? I mean, all these guys know, geez, I could play really well and, and still not make it just because there's only literally one spot available. I know it's a frustrating spot. I, I told this story a bunch when we were, when I was in Dallas, one of my years, they had a group of guys on the Dallas side in their practice facility. So in the big room, and then they had everybody else in the smaller change rooms on the other side of the rink. And the way it ended up, the team that was in the big room, it was the final team. Not one player from the other side ended up even making the team. So to me, that told me, well, you guys had your minds made up before we even came down here. So why did I just go through fitness testing and 10 days of camp um, to hear the same thing, whether it was going back to junior or 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 to the American League? But I, I know there, I know that I've been there where there is, you know, let's call it one forward spot here. But that is an interesting thing where we now, we know now that, there is a spot up for grabs and you know i i'm i love watching good healthy competition and i'm sure all these players know it too lavois has been great i know stuff loves lavois i heard him you know talking uh talking to him up last night and i think lane peterson's been good in the showing he's had and i expect dylan holloway to be there i got to meet dylan this summer actually at a golf tournament and he's a really good kid and i think he's got legs for days and he's been physical so it's it's you know it's it's also a, um, a good thing for management to have options, right? And to to be able, you know, maybe we sign this guy up at the start. Let's put him in Bakersfield, let him play a couple of games. So it's good options for them. But yeah, I can tell you as a player, it can be a really frustrating thing knowing when you come in, well, they have 12 guys on one ways or whatever it is. Like, where do I even fit into this? So it can definitely be frustrating and, and demoralizing a little bit. Yeah. We we think McDavid's going to play tomorrow, so maybe some of the other big guys or the more established guys. What what did you see in your experiences? You know, whether you were with Connor or Taylor or some of your other stops, what did you see from the star players and their approach? Because let's face it, Luke, if if McDavid goes out there tomorrow and doesn't get a point, like who really cares? But but, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like how do what do you see? Yeah. How do the star players in your experience approach the preseason? To be honest, Reed, the, the star players are the star players for a reason because they don't treat these games any differently. Connor will not prepare any differently for this. He is going to be fired up to get back on there. He's a man on a mission right now. Um, he'll want to shake the rust off. It'll take, well, with Connor, who knows, it might not take a couple shifts to, to get the rust off. But that's one of the reasons I see these guys are so good is they don't, have an attachment to whether it's a preseason or it's an inner squad or it's game six of the Western Conference Finals. They treat it the same. They prepare the same mentally and physically. And that's why they're so good. And that's why they're such good leaders is because they know that every single guy, prospect or roster player will be kind of looking to see the attitude he's bringing. I can tell you that it rubs off on guys. If if a younger guy maybe sees that Connor's not taking it as seriously, I can tell you that that rubs off on guys. And that's the reason they don't take it that way. And the star players that I've played with have, you know, really set, set the, uh, set the standard by example. Taylor was another great example of that was he was so competitive he didn't want to lose that game he had so much pride it didn't matter if it was inner squad or whatever it was they wanted to win it for pride and they want to show everyone that they're you know that they haven't uh, missed a beat you know all right 
I'm going to end uh, with a bit of a fun one. Well, a different one. I'm sure, I don't know if you watched the game, but you probably saw the Miami Dolphins scored 70 points I in did. an NFL game on Sunday. When you see that score as a, as a f- former pro athlete, is your first thought, wow, what a day for the Miami guys? Or is your first thought, oh my God, I can't imagine what it was like to be on the Denver sideline? <laughs> oh man, great question. <laughs> um, I'll go probably, I can't imagine what it was like to be in the Denver side because I've been in, you know, I've been in NHL games where we lost big, even that first year. I remember losing at home on a Saturday night to St. Louis and Calgary, back-to-back hockey night in Canada's, and I think it was 7-1 and 8-1 or 8-2. And in hockey, that's pretty much the Right. <laughs> the equation of seven, I won't call it 70 because that's a record, but let's call it 55 or 60. Right. And I just remember being on the bench, just being like, what, what are we, this is, this is embarrassing. Like, this is so awful. Like, where is the trap door? Get me anywhere but here. Um, and you're kind of doing everything you can. Like I was working my tail off. It's just every puck goes in and it's just, nothing's going right. So I'll probably lean more the Denver side, but Heck, you got to give credit on the other side where credit's due. Uh, we'll give it to Miami and, and the teams that did spank me back, spank us back in the day. Is they're absolutely dialed, and it just shows the difference in in uh, in skill and, and work ethic. Or I guess in that particular game from from the teams. Yeah, right on. Okay, well, Luke, uh, we're off and running, man. I'm so thrilled that you're back for another season. Uh, I, again, you're going to be on a little more often than last year, which is going to be fun for everybody. But uh, enjoy the rest of the preseason. Love your perspective as always. Thanks. Looking forward to it, Reed. Right on. That is Luke Gazdick presented by Avalon Foundation Repairs, Western Canada's leading foundation repair company for over 50 years and home of the lifetime warranty. So he expects McDavid to be uh, as dialed in as ever tomorrow if he gets into the lineup against the Canucks, which uh, we think that he will. And uh, good memories there from Luke about going to Winnipeg and playing in a preseason game in which he knew he and the Oilers were undermanned, kind of like the team that had to go there yesterday. Seven eight zero four nine. Six zero zero six three. If you want to get in touch about anything Luke said about the uh, Oilers Heritage Classic jerseys, I don't know, uh, Kellen. Maybe if we got any good things uh, left over from Oilers now about uh, jerseys or memorabilia or stuff that you wish you had, that was all fun too. The Blue Jays, by the way, the uh, game coming to an end, and the Yankees win it two nothing. The Yankees win it 2 nothing. So uh, now we'll see what happens uh, uh, with some other games tonight to see if the Blue Jays get closer to a wild-card berth. Uh, Astros and Mariners are going to play, even though the, the Blue Jays didn't win tonight. Uh, the Canadian women's soccer team has clinched an Olympic berth with a win over Jamaica. Uh, 4-1 on aggregate. So uh, that books a spot in the Paris 2024 Summer Olympics. Good stuff for them. Back with more Inside Sports in a couple minutes. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Did that guy want his shirt or not? He wanted his shirt. He did get it. Oh, good. It's always exciting. It's always a good day when we give out an Inside Sports Canned Ham t-shirt provided by Elite Promotional Marketing. I can't remember if I said this on air or not. 
Last Monday, I met some buddies for Monday Night Football, and my buddy uh, Greg said, so my neighbor's having a garage sale, and he's wearing a Reed Wilkins T-shirt. Ah. Yeah, he was a he was a canned ham T-shirt winner at some point. He was Joined a, the exclusive club, it, everybody. It is a pretty exclusive club. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how exclusive. It's so exclusive, I can't even think of something to compare it to. This portion of the show is presented by Cougar Peyton Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. Blue Jays have lost 2 nothing to the Yankees. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Kellen, what do we have? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a text that came in. Here it is right here. It came in at the very beginning of the show. It kind of borders on the topic that uh, Esco had brought up. It's on straddling two shows. It's straddling two shows. But uh, here we go. Rick texted in. It's a bit of a wordy one, so hang with us here. Uh, he says he worked across the street from the old Oilers barn. I was smitten on this woman that came into my store, and we were talking about her son's upcoming birthday. He loved and played hockey. Mom wanted to buy him a jersey. And he puts in parentheses, the one with the hard hat guy. So uh, the late uh, 90s Oilers jerseys. That was the alternate logo, the guy, or the logo on the shoulder, right? Had the guy looking like he was closing a valve or something, but it was a hockey yeah. stick, something yeah. like the, that. Yeah, the oil man, I By believe. By the way, is this a romantic story? Uh, we, there's we, more to do it. Do we have Here a we piano that can accompany this? Oh, well, I'm reading, otherwise I'd be able to grab one. Well, but. Jeff's there. Doesn't Jeff have a <laughs> piano handy? Why do we not have musical instruments in the control room? <laughs> we have live animals sometimes. Well, the control room's only so big. We need a, we, we need a little... Uh, <laughs> What's that one Lionel Richie song? Say you, say me? Is that the one? That's what we need. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry. Say, say, say. A, let's get back to the beautiful story. The beautiful story here. Yes, here we go. Uh, she said she wished she could get an autograph on it. I said Sparky comes in all the time, so I'll see what he can do. So uh, Sparky Kolchinsky, I believe. Yeah. Was the uh, yeah say you say me is the Lionel Richie song. There we go. Everybody imagine that behind this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, he agreed happily to get a couple of signatures, and after a long road trip, brought the jersey back signed by literally the home team. Uh, or sorry, the whole team, not the home team, but they are the. Home Home team, they are the Oilers. Uh, even I was amazed. Sadly, though, I found out that the woman was not single, but at least I helped make a young fan very happy. That's from Rick. Okay, wow. All right. That, well, thanks for sharing that. That is quite the tale. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Not as romantic as I was hoping in the end, I guess. For some <laughs> reason, I really got my hopes up that that was going to be some sort of a, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I had good buildup, but then he had me look for piano music, and I'm like, well, I, I can't read and multitask at the same time. <laughs> well, that's why Jeff is there, to get the songs. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear that song. Well, anyway, the there we go. The show. Richard texts in and says the exclusivity of getting a canned ham t-shirt is uh, comparable to the exclusivity of the Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling, which uh, we've had, well, it's been several years now. We're still looking for, but we do have a champion, though. Roadhammer's our, our slaw champion. Mm-hmm. We also have an unknown Texas. We should says, get slaw t-shirts, too. Oh, well. Or we should get a belt made. We should get the championship belt made. That's we what we need. Should, we could probably fit that into the budget, yeah, for sure. Well, t- title belt made. just a reminder, this show's budget is zero. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, we have an unknown text coming in that also says that a Canham t-shirt is a Columbia House-like exclusive. <laughs> That's 
<laughs> was that the CD thing? 12 CDs for a cent. 12 yeah. CDs for a cent, and we give you a canned ham t-shirt for being... Inter- can you give that person a canned ham t-shirt? I can. For writing a good text about a canned ham t-shirt? Sure, why the not? The self-referential winner of the uh, canned ham t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, that's pretty good. 780-496-0063. Anything else you want to hit on right now? Uh, nothing right now, Reed. The rest but, of the uh, texts are just gibberish. Thanks, everybody. It is what it is. <laughs> they're they're I, written I will, in a made-up language. I will say this. There was about 14 or 15 of you that got the trivia question at the beginning of the show correct, but I feel for the poor one guy that obviously was guessing and said Helsinki, Finland. Uh, well, yeah, you might as well guess, yeah, I suppose. Might as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, right part of the world, Norway, Finland, I guess. It, it's Nordic, but you could tell he was obviously it's, just kind of reaching not Scandinavian? There. Yeah. Hey, is Norway true. part of Scandinavia? Yes. I think Norway so. Norway is, yes. Because uh, Scandinavia is where all the Vikings came from, right? That's so. where Matthias Ekholm is. Well, he's from Sweden. He's from Sweden. Uh, Helsinki hosted, didn't it? No, Helsinki has no. not hosted the Winter Olympics. Surprising. Is it host? I thought Helsinki hosted an, an Olympics at some point. Now I'm looking this up. This is the. If you're new to the show, this is usually how it goes. We uh, we tend to wind around a little bit. <laughs> See what comes up. Uh, Summer Olympics. I should know all the Summer Olympics hosts. Helsinki hosted the Summer Olympics in 1952. Oh, hey. The same year we were talking about the uh, Winter Olympics. Here's one of the most interesting fun facts of all time. I'm not going to get too deep into this because I'll go down some weird rabbit hole. So I can't remember why. I've read about it in the past. In 1956, Melbourne, Australia hosted the Summer Olympics. Okay. Okay. So picture that on a map. Melbourne, Mm -hmm. Australia. Now, there was one uh, discipline, one event that wasn't held in Melbourne, Australia. It was the equestrian. Do you know where they held it, Kellen? At the Winter Olympics? In Stockholm, Sweden. (laughs) At the same time? Yeah, I guess. Everything's in uh, in Australia, but then it's like, oh, crap, there's nowhere for the horses to do the dressage. Because there's nowhere to, no room to put the horses in Australia? I don't know, maybe they were fighting the kangaroos? I I think there was a conflict with the kangaroos. So, anyway, Helsinki had the Summer Olympics in 52. And, uh, what were they going? Paris and then back to LA. That's going to be the third time in LA. Brisbane, Australia in 2032. They've, uh, they've picked ahead there. They're, they're not as far ahead in the Winter Olympics. Uh, Italy has the Winter Olympics in 20, 2026. They have still not picked a Winter Olympic site for 2030, mm. meaning that the, uh, try hosting bid of Evansburg, Entwistle, and San Gudo could perhaps be in play. Uh, for that. Well, it could be because Calgary pulled out of that, I believe. I'm just looking at the Winter Olympics hosts now. Um, Yeah, no Helsinki, no Sweden, Norway, Lillehammer, Norway, Uh, obviously Oslo. Yeah. Uh, Okay. They should send it to the the U.S. Sun Belt. (laughs) 
Just like they did with like all the NHL teams down there. Just have the Winter Olympics in Dallas, Texas. Like in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, you could <laughs> manufacture snow or something like that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's not a, that's not a completely bad idea. What do you think of the Heritage Classic jerseys? I, I like them, and I I don't mind the 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 leather looking pants and gloves. I think that's a neat throwback for me. Yeah, I mean for the for the stage it'll be on. It is a spectacle. Don't forget this is this is you know again two points on the line in the standings, but it is a, a spectacle of sport having the. Uh, outdoor game like that. I think the jerseys pop. I think they uh, are going to look great under the stadium lights, especially in the in the uh, late fall dusk to dark uh, that we are right. accustomed to up here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm jacked. And even the Calgary jerseys look awesome. So, I'm a fan of both, actually. So yeah, I think they did a good good job, and they are going to wear them for two other uh, battles of Alberta. They'll wear them the other game in Edmonton, the first game in Calgary. They're not going to wear them the April game in Calgary, but I think uh, thousands of fans are going to snap those up as well. You're playing music. Does that mean we have to go? We gotta go so soon. Okay. Well, we are tomorrow. Uh, we're doing a game on 6:30, Chet. So here's how it's going to work. Bob Stoffer has orders now. That's going to be from four to five thirty. I will have the face-off show at 5.30, and then the game is at 7. Oilers and Canucks from Rogers Place. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.